Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. made me watch Babes in Toyland. It did make you watch Babes in Toyland. Now, to be clear, it's the 1986 version. Right. That Not was... the 1961 original. Correct. I'm Mike Bobbitt. I'm Allison Bobbitt. And each week we subject <laughs> each other to watching a movie that we like as kids, even though we know they're not necessarily great movies. Yeah. But we still like them. We still like them. So you really like Babes in Toyland. I loved Babes in Toyland. Starring Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. But the big get was Drew Barrymore at the time. Like It really wasn't. I looked it up and this was the start of her doing a lot of made-for-television stuff. Well, I don't mean it was a big get for her. I mean, it was a big get for like NBC. Where they were like... No, I, I think she was doing pretty much whatever uh, would feed her cocaine habit. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. But I remember she was like the big, like, the name that they advertised. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is her coming off of, like, Firestarter and Cat's Eyes, like uh, a couple of Stephen King movies there. and Yeah. Uh, this is her film career kind of going... Meh. The way of, wow, you've been smoking since you're nine. You're not a cute little girl anymore. Yeah. You sound like Kathleen Turner. So. She's 11 in this movie and looks 20. Yeah. It was surprising. A very good childhood. Yes. I didn't remember that she went through this phase of her career where it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do television stuff because she did another made for television movie. And then she did like a TV series for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like nothing and then it's a lot of, uh, oh, Drew Barrymore is a dirty girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then this is after The River's Edge for Keanu Reeves, which mm -hmm. is a pretty gritty movie mm -hmm. starring my <laughs> the muse of my character actor bit, Daniel Roebuck. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's about, mm -hmm. you know, a girl that gets raped and murdered <laughs> left on the side of a river oh, nice. and then uh then their nbc's like hey keanu reeves from the murder girl movie was he in bill and ted's yeah bill and ted's happens three years after this oh okay yeah maybe he was like i just want to show my range <laughs> right <laughs> like like i did the movie where i was trying to cover up my friend's murder uh -huh. and maybe now i should do a movie where my uncle's trying to take my cookie factory from me yeah and take over toyland Right. So this is essentially the film is 
Christmas Wizard of Oz. Right. I called it because we started it last <laughs> night and I fell asleep, which I don't know how. <laughs> Shut <laughs> uh, up. <laughs> so this morning I said, are you ready, you ready to finish Wizard of Mez? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... um. Yeah, it's it's Christmas Wizard of Oz. That's that's what it is. Right. And there's a 90-minute version that's on DVD. There's mm-hmm. a 94-minute German DVD. Yes. And then, because this was made in Germany. And, nice. But somehow we managed to watch a almost two, hour, two and a half hour yeah. long version of Because it was the televised version. Like, right. It, so it's called the direct. We had to watch it on YouTube. Right. Um, but it's called the director's cut. And it's it's just it includes all the songs. And FYI, it's a it's a musical. I don't think <laughs> Clive Donner should be given final cut on anything <laughs> ever again. It's uh, it's, it's real funny to watch. Um like Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore sing when it's absolutely not their voices. <laughs> this is what's weird. We um we each went to the bathroom <laughs> before recording this. Yes. Too much information. Mm-hmm. So while I was sitting there, I looked up to see like who did the singing voices and they're claiming that Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves and everyone did their own oh. and Pat Morita did all of their own singing. That's this hilarious. is also post Karate Kid Pat Morita. I think Pat Pat Morita might have done his own singing because it does it does sound like him a little bit. But okay. Keanu Reeves definitely didn't do his own singing, and Drew Barrymore definitely didn't do her own singing. <laughs> it's uh, <sighs> it's 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 jarring when they start singing because you're like, oh, that's one hundred percent not them. <laughs> Eileen Brennan is in this as well. She is as just kind of. Real bitchy. Which I, I don't... So basically, the I, the plot is Lisa... Lisa, played by Drew Barrymore. Played by Drew Barrymore, falls out of a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> slides out of the back of a Jeep slides during... Slides out of the back of a Jeep. Because she's sitting on a sled in the right. back of a Jeep. So she flies into a tree, and then the whole thing, sort of like Dorothy and Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. is a concussion hallucination. Essentially, yes. And um, so she goes to Toyland instead of Oz, mm-hmm. and the difference is that she's totally happy being there. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not trying to get home at all. No. She's like, this place is great. Which is weird, because her character is written to kind of not give a shit about toys. Yeah, but that's not even really made all that clear, other than she just says, like, I'm not a child. I'm 11 years old. That's like... And her sister tells her that she's gotten her something great for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, a blender. And she's like, well, no, a sled. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's that's nice, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully I can slide on it, have a concussion hallucination, and remember what it's like to be a child. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And in her, like, hallucination, Eileen Brennan plays her mom and is kind of like one of the villains, one of the lesser villains. Yeah. I'm like, her mom's just like this poor mom with three kids. With three kids. Trying to get her, you know, seems like a single mom, Mm -hmm. just trying to keep her shit together. Yeah. But, like. Her, in her subconscious, she thinks her mom's a villain. Fuck yeah. you, Drew Barrymore. It's really like she's just trying to find another husband in toy. Like when her character in Toyland is like, "I'm just trying to get married because I got all these kids. I don't really like any of them." Like there's right. a, like one time she's introducing them all to to Drew Barrymore's character, and she's like, "I don't remember this one's name." Like right. <laughs> doesn't even remember. Who and they later are. she tells like Jack and Jill to go like 
hide out underneath the sink with the rest of the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? She tells some kids, they're like, put an egg in your shoe and beat it. Like, right. <laughs> like she doesn't want them around I'm gonna start. I'm going to start using that phrase oh, all the time now. <laughs> put an egg in your shoe and beat it. And beat it. Oh, man. And she's like kind of going for the villain. Who she... Okay. So Barnaby Barnacle... Played by Richard Mulligan. Not to interrupt you, but the put the egg in your shoe and beat it reminds me. Remember when uh, after my dad died and we were going through his old detective pulp novels? Yes. And I flipped to the one page and it said, last time I saw her, she was wearing a G-string that only went up to A. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You were like, what does that even mean? <laughs> oh, it was so confusing. So Barnum- <laughs> Barnaby Barnacle, played by Richard Mulligan. Is the villain. In real life, too, because he's like totally sexually harassing Drew Barrymore's sister. Drew Barrymore's sister. Where he's like, hey, if you want to raise, you got to make the boss happy. Yeah. Super gross. So he's the villain. He buys Mother Hubbard's mortgage and in exchange is going to marry her eldest daughter. Mary Contrary. And Mother Hubbard then, as soon as like that doesn't work out, is like, well, I'll marry him. Like, <laughs> but you, okay. I don't, I just don't understand it. It is, it's, it's insane. It's totally, it's 100% this movie is a fever dream. Like, like Barnaby has so many evil plots. Like, he, Robs the cookie factory and mm-hmm. makes it look like Keanu Reeves did it. So that way he'll get the cookie factory because Keanu Reeves will be in prison. Yeah. Even though Keanu Reeves owns the cookie factory. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they're his cookies. Can he really steal from himself? And then apparently. he also has an evil plot to steal all the evil that the toy maker, Pat Morita, is toy holding. Master. Toy master. And make an army of trolls. trolls but he ends up releasing the evil to his trolls who are already his army so it's like you just made him more evil Evil, yeah well he did release it on mary jack lisa and georgie but they sang the song about cincinnati and somehow but the song c-i-n-c-i-n whatever it is no try that again i can't (laughs) no do it one more time c-i-n-c-i-n i forget it you no, you can get farther than c-i-n-c-i-n c-i-n-c-i-n Something, something, Cincinnati. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're so cute. You're so cute. But apparently, that song that they don't know, only Drew Barrymore's character actually knows the song. They somehow know it. But that's sort of like anytime you watch a biopic on a band or whatever, like Queen, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they're going doom, 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 yeah. and then all of a sudden, everyone in the band knows how to they're play like, the entire song. Yeah, I got it. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Did I go, uh, sorry. You did. I'm like, damn. No, I truly, honestly and truly, I loved this movie as a kid. Like, I would watch it not even at Christmas time. Are we going to buy this on DVD so we have a clear <laughs> copy of it? Because I could barely see what was going on yeah, the, on YouTube. The one on YouTube is not the best quality. Like, anything that's dark, uh, you can't, can barely see it. Yeah, there's like a whole sequence that happens in where the- I was like, oh, this is sort of like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> Why haven't they animated eyeballs? Yeah, so it's really, you can barely see it. You can see, like, 
Mary's dress because it's the brightest thing in the shot. Here's something kind of interesting. The person who played Mary, Mm -hmm. uh, Jill Sholin, Uh I guess, she ended up hooking, not hooking up with, but uh, working with Wes Craven, and she became kind of like a final girl. Like She's in a bunch of Wes Craven movies. Oh, nice. A lot of horror movies. Cool. And then she, I guess, kind of quit show business or whatever, but- yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, I wondered what had happened to her. Because yeah, you like horror movies. I do like horror yeah. movies. I'm sure I've seen her in other things. She's really... Oh, she wasn't in good Wes Craven movies. Well, I mean, that doesn't really <laughs> necessarily mean anything. She's in the Wes Craven Phantom of the Opera where Robert Englund plays. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. I think I did watch that, but I don't... It was many years ago. And then she's in uh, Stepfather with uh, Terry oh, O'Quinn I've seen from that. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. She it's, plays the girl who, uh, well, actually, doesn't the stepfather win at the end of... I think I so. It's been a long... Well, they remade it also. They yeah. remade that movie, so I haven't... It's not good. Like, it's not a good movie. <laughs> the poor guy who played Georgie Porgy, his... I'm sure it's just the name that he goes by, but he yeah. goes by Googie Grass. Yeah. <laughs> but he looks like a character actor. Like Yeah, but he doesn't really have much of a No, career. he's not really in anything else. He just looks like probably another character actor. But he's a good actor. He's great in this. Because yeah. he plays like just like Keanu Reeves' goofy friend. Oh, his real first name is Francis. I'd go by Googie if my real first name was Francis, too. Hi, Francis. His dad called him Goo Goo Baby and it stuck. That's Okay. Well, he's um he's really good and he's I think he's great in this because he plays just like Keanu Reeves' goofy friend and then he plays Georgie Porgy like and he's he has to basically be like the he has to do a lot of exposition. Oh yeah. When yeah. Drew Barrymore arrives in Toyland, where mm. he's and he does it so well, like he really does a great job of being like, ugh, you know, I'm going to a wedding and yeah, he's instantly likable. Mm-hmm. Can deliver exposition, clunky exposition well. He did it, it. In fairness, like yes, it's clunky exposition, but he does it really well. Yeah, he probably sang all of his. Like I didn't have a hard time believing that he was singing his musical yeah. numbers. Googie Grass, why didn't you have more of a career? Yeah. I mean, he's probably happy. He looks happy in his headshot. That's, yeah. It's current, so he's well, still he's a working. a big guy. He just looks jolly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He could look scary like a biker. I wonder if, like, the guy who played Francis in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, if they're, like, rivals, where he's just oh. like, oh, that guy keeps getting the fucking parts I keep going out to. I see him at every audition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Son of a bitch. Oh, maybe. Oh, sad. Because you know they were seeing each other at auditions. Oh, I'm all sure. The time. Yeah, they're yeah. Looking at them, they're the exact same type. Like, right. I could see them being confused for one another. Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So there's just a lot of plots, evil plots that are yeah. constantly foiled by Drew Barrymore's character, who Barnaby calls Cincy Wutsy. Yeah. <laughs> Because she's from Cincinnati. And always talking about how great Pete Rose is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's so that, like, mm. that aged well. It did. It aged really well. They all drive around in basically little go-karts that make like bubble noises. They're like... I kind of don't see what the big deal is about Pete Rose. Did he bet against himself and throw games? Or what's so bad about him betting? Well... I'm not a sports guy, so I don't know. You know more about sports than um, I do. And this is really like i don't really know but from what i understood it's that he is 
technically like an insider, so he could throw games. I guess it's possible that he bet like he was involved in sports betting, knowing like like about tennis. Like he's playing baseball with a bunch of other people. Yeah, true. I mean, it's not like he he himself could necessarily throw a game. But listen, if I'm going to pick a hill to stand on, it's not going to be pete rose it's going to be googie grass why didn't googie have more of a career i understand that i i agree keanu reeves is actually good on this too like he's very like light and fun and he definitely i think set him up to be cast as like in bill and ted yeah there's kind of a there's a a line where he was just like oh we got to get the cookies back and like he delivered it with such conviction that i was just like yeah i kind of get why keanu reeves is an actor who works a lot like he's definitely committing to a very ridiculous role yeah he's really i honestly i think everybody's really good in it surprisingly so because a lot of stuff that i go back and i rewatch that like i liked as a kid i'm like oh this was bad like and i'm not I still really found this movie enjoyable. I was very delighted there by it. There were parts of it that I enjoyed a lot. I did like the uh, the judge, Justice Grimm, mm-hmm. uh, Walter Bushoff, yeah. who uh, was kind of creepy. He's- <laughs> like when he's marrying, uh, spoiler alert, it works out for Mary and Jack at yeah. the end, and they get married, mm-hmm. and he's just sort of like, ah, you're breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of that Andy Daly character, where he's just oh. like, bring out the girls. Yeah, he, yeah. A lot of people are very, um, oh, Mary. A lot of the older guys in this movie are very like, mm, look at you and your perky young tits. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they say Oh, tits. this is a Christmas movie. You're giving me a rock hard candy cane that in my pants. That is not actual dialogue. Uh, it's the subtext, though. <sighs> there are a lot of people drooling over, like much older men drooling over Mary. Right. Who's, I think, only supposed to be like, 20 yeah because she's supposed to keanu reeves is 20 about to turn Turn 21 21. the day after the movie ends and so she's probably right around there too yeah listen i did a lot of acting my imdb has has some heft to it so uh Mm -hmm. when you're delivering a line it really helps to think about something else so i'm just saying that richard mulligan and uh walter we're probably always thinking, mm, titties. Oh, God. Perky titties. Well, anyway. So tell me how you felt about the movie overall. Like, what? I can see why you would find it charming. I think it's adorable that your parents taped it off of television <laughs> and this became a thing where, like, you almost seem kind of surprised when you brought it up that I never really heard of this movie before where i think it's adorable that it's such a big part of your childhood Mm -hmm. and it's probably a fairly obscure because it's based on a fairly obscure annette funicello movie which is based off i think a play yeah the uh it's based off of ballet i think a ballet yeah like i don't know like the toy soldier or something like that i forget what it's called yeah but yeah there were parts of it I, i really liked i liked um mac and zach uh, <laughs> the goons Richard, yeah richard mulligan's little goons His goons yeah i thought they had neat looking characters <laughs> they look like nosferatu uh-huh they, and, <laughs> and igor they look like nosferatu and um frankenstein and young frankenstein yes they look ridiculous <laughs> they were played by rolf knight <laughs> yeah and gaston honey they're amazing 
Yeah. They're so they're so heavily made up, but they're so ridiculous. They're very agile too. Like yeah. there's a scene where someone kind of like I think Pat Morita maybe kind of tosses them over the railing of a porch. No, it was Googie. Oh, Googie does. Yeah. And I was like these guys had to basically from launch. a standing position launch themselves up over 3 feet. And then do a barrel, like a do barrel like a barrel roll, roll yeah. when they hit the ground. I was like, these guys are pretty good, like stuntmen, acrobatic, also. yeah, you know, performers and stuff. And just the way they have to move, they kind of have to move like almost animal like. I would say right. that they're kind of um, almost moving like ape like at right. times. So I really like them a lot. I think Richard Mulligan was really fun chewing scenery. Uh, <laughs> I told you halfway through, I started to pretend that the movie was a prequel to Midsommar. And then at the end during the wedding, when Drew Barrymore was wearing the crown of flowers, I was like, it is it's a not- prequel to Midsommar. <laughs> no. It's, um, I like how kind of shitty it looks. Yeah, it was shot in Germany. Mm-hmm. And like all the teddy bears literally just look like mascots. Yeah, it did kind of look like a furry convention for yeah. a little bit. Like they have like kitties and like teddy bears, but they're all just in like mascot costumes, basically. Yeah. Like they're not. <laughs> and then for some reason there was like a line with dreadlocks that. Was 100% a mascot. It had like a right. football jersey on. It's like they just were like, get as many mascot costumes as you can. And then they just put policemen's hats on some of them. Because he was so easygoing looking. He always reminded me of Crab Man from My Name is Earl. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then like the Toy Masters Workshop, it was so jarring because the sign that says Toy Masters Workshop literally looks like they just spray painted it over the top, like over the door right before they started shooting. Yeah. Like the German art department accidentally made the sign in German. Yeah. Or like something they were like, we got to think of something fast. So I got spray just- paint. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. <laughs> I think I would be more up to seeing the 90 minute DVD version than I would be <laughs> to watch the two hour and 20 minute version again yeah there's i bet they probably cut some of the musical numbers i couldn't really figure out what would get cut other than some of the evil plots because there are a lot yeah he kind of has like a lot of things going like he's got a lot of things going on all at once where he's like if this doesn't work maybe this will yeah it's a it's a multi-layered plan for toyland domination he also, I want to say, had one long black thumbnail that he would point, like whenever he would point, he would point using his thumbnail. Or he would point doing like snake venom fangs. Yes, <laughs> he would do fingers. that also. Yeah. And the thumbnail stuck with me where if I see a man with a long nail, oh. it grosses oh. me out. Do you think Drew Barrymore was always like Richard Mulligan, the Coke nail is supposed to be the pinky? Maybe. He was like, you're using the wrong. It, she allegedly was not into cocaine at this time. Just cigarettes and booze. Yeah. While she was 11. While she was 11. And then this drove her to cocaine. <sighs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I still like, I still really like it. I mean... I would I would get the ninety minute version on DVD. I'm not opposed to that. I just kind of wonder with Wizard of Oz in the world <laughs> why you need this. Well, it's Christmas Wizard of Oz with the very eighties materialism kind of feel. Yeah, to it. like for sure. There's but- a lot of like I kept imagining like um, Michael Douglas going like greed is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it definitely seemed like very Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't figure out why Drew Barrymore didn't recognize like her entire family yeah. and loved ones. Like 
like in the Wizard of Oz, they're all very heavily made up. Right. So like you wouldn't really recognize them because yes, it's them, but like the scarecrow. But then when she comes to, she's like, wait, and you were there and you were there. So the fact that Drew Barrymore is seeing her entire family, but not being like, well, maybe it was because like at the end, you know, when her family's around her and she couldn't go like, you were there, Keanu, and you played a dashing hero and you were there, sister, and you played fairy tale princess. Yeah. And you were there, Googie, and you played a brave best friend and you were their mom and you played kind of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) but they also like so at the end of the movie when she comes to like you can see them kind of closing a curtain and initially your thoughts are probably like oh she's in the hospital no no she's asleep on the couch and everyone's just like oh thank god you're awake we were so worried i'm like why did no one take her to the hospital not worried yeah like, they didn't take Dorothy to the hospital in Wizard of Oz because it was farm, yeah, tornado, cause, cause middle was, of nowhere. I think the, the depression, maybe. and it, Yeah, the, yeah. the time yeah. was not a time where I think people went to hospital. I think it was a time where, like, but they had a doctor come. Like, there oh, was yeah, a doctor yeah, yeah. there. So, like, they didn't take her to the hospital because the doctor came to the house. But this, like... Zero doctor, no hospital. She flew out of the back of a Jeep. They're driving home from the toy store. She's sitting on a sled. And was knocked out for at least two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, you had us so worried. I'm like, she's got a concussion. You shouldn't have let her fall asleep for that (laughs) long. So like rewatching as an adult, I'm like, this is... I'm sorry to my parents. Maybe she was right. Maybe Eileen Brennan was not a good mom after all. <laughs> Maybe. Mom, should we take her to the hospital? No, just throw her on the couch. Um, but mom, you got s- new chains for your snow tires. Like, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? No, no, no. We'll just wait till she wakes up. So she can make us the rest of dinner. <laughs> yeah, right? Because in the beginning, like, Eileen Brennan calls and is telling her, like, hey, like, I'm still stuck in town. I'm getting chains put on. The tires of the car I still have some air to run in with your little brother Joey and she's like home by herself but her sister's about to leave to go to work and her sister works at the toy store so she's like okay mom no worries I'll have dinner ready for you like when you get home she's kind of holding it down yeah then the storm comes and she's like I know what I'll do leave the house right (laughs) and walk I'm an 11 year old girl I'm gonna go out in a snowstorm that has winds so bad it brought down the phone lines yeah the phone lines and the TV. I need to get to my sister's work to stop her from being sexually harassed by her boss. Basically. (laughs) She's like, you need to get... Yeah, she really only just... Like, the phones are out, the TV is not working, so she's like, well... I should go get my sister. And she walks to the toy store in a blizzard. Far enough to where Keanu Reeves is going to drive them all back home. Yeah, like, he drives them, so it's like, what the fuck? Like, how far did she walk? Yeah. In his blizzard. In the original, speaking of Wizard of Oz, Ray Bulger, who played the Scarecrow, mm-hmm. plays the Barnaby guy. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You yeah. told me that a little yeah. bit ago. That's cool. About that. Yeah, he's got a hand in both. He's in the Wizard of Oz and the Wizard of Mez. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So you would be open to... At least owning it. Yeah, I, I would be open to owning it so I could see better what was going on, a shorter version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think you would enjoy it? 
No. <laughs> no. 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 Not at all. So you enjoyed anything? I enjoyed you sharing a part of your childhood oh, with me. Oh, that's a nice way to say that was fucking stupid. <laughs> Why did you make me watch that? Um, you know. It- <laughs> I knew you were going to hate it. So it wasn't the it's worst okay. movie I've ever seen. No, there were there were parts of it that I found enjoyable. Well, I think it's neat that they built this entire toy town kind of yeah. place somewhere in Germany, and it kind of reminds me of like the Popeye movie where oh, they yeah. didn't have money to take down any of the sets. So, like, part of me wonders if it's, it's still there. You know, yeah, there's like, still if, a bowling ball on a yeah, hill somewhere. People go to Germany and they're like, "So, what should we see?" And they're like, "Well, if you want something morbid, you can see Auschwitz." If you want something slightly less morbid, <laughs> oh no, oh. you can see the sets from Babes in Toyland toy with oh, Drew Barrymore. God. Well, I'm glad you didn't hate it more than Hunter's Prayer. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't hate it at all. You just didn't like it. It isn't the thing that I would ever go <laughs> like. Hey, you know what? I should watch Babes in Toyland. Yeah, but you know, I I liked that you shared this with me. Okay, good. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, I didn't say thank you. <laughs> I did not say thank you. I don't know why you're welcoming me. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping that you'll just accept that you loved it. I would look over at you to see if you were enjoying it the entire time and you would be like looking at your phone. You were looking at your phone a lot too, though. Well, because I've seen it before. And for a good chunk of it, my phone was actually near you. So... It was not, true. Yeah. But you were also like, well, let's play with the baby. <laughs> like well, he was crying and I I, I'm a good dad and a good husband. You are a good dad and a good husband. There were, you, I looked over at you several times and I'm like, he's not into this movie at all. <laughs> I couldn't get into the, any of the musical numbers at all. I well, thought they're they very were jarring. Corny as hell. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yes. Yeah. There was the one where Jack B. Nimble is in prison and Mary goes to help break bust him out. And she's like, hey, we're here. We're going to get the keys and save you. And then they have a musical number like where they're dancing with the bars in between them. Yeah. I think I was looking at my phone during that part. <laughs> but you said that you liked the way that they rhymed. What was it? Motion with lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Potion with lotion. Potion with lotion. Yeah. And you're like. Is this the first pass of the lyrics? (laughs) (laughs) Which it might have been. And I really like musicals, though, but man, I couldn't find one song in this one to go like, hey, that's a catchy one. The only one that I thought was catchy was the Cincinnati one. Which I don't think is even a song written for this. No, I think it's just a song um, about Cincinnati. So next week... It's Mike's turn. Yeah, I have. I can't remember because your dad and I talk about this a lot. So I assume you've already seen Johnny Dangerously. I have not. I'm going to give you your choice between Johnny. Keep in mind, you're eventually going to watch both of these. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Johnny Dangerously starring mm-hmm. Michael Keaton mm-hmm. and Joe Piscopo. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Or Streets of Fire starring Rick Moranis, Michael Pere from Eddie and the Cruisers, which is a oh, movie God. I made you watch. You did make me watch that. And Willem Dafoe. Oh. And it's a movie where, you know, Michael Pere is, you know, kind of a manly dude and everything. Mm-hmm. There are so many quotes online. It will be fun when we eventually do Streets of Fire, where he talks about <laughs> Rick Moranis bullied him. <laughs> Like Rick how? Moranis is just a sweet guy who, when his wife died, was like, "I'm just going to retire from show business because I can because I want to be a good dad." Yeah. Somehow he bullied Michael <laughs> Pere, according to Michael Pere. I'm going to say 
maybe Rick Moranis just wasn't a fan of him. I'm honestly, I'm just going to be Team Rick Moranis on this because he's oh, yeah, an angel. Yeah. I love, and him. I like Michael Prey as well. But those quotes are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to do Johnny Dangerously or Streets of Fire? Oh, God. Keep in mind, I've been trying to get you to watch Streets of Fire since we lived in L.A. You know what? We'll watch Streets of Fire because I like Rick Moranis. Okay. So, we'll watch Street- Streets of Fire first. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm full of fear. I have no idea if it holds up or not. I'm going to guess probably not, but who knows? Well, this is fun. I'm glad that we're doing this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Next week, please come back and we'll watch Streets of Fire. <laughs> oh, Lord. I can't wait. Bye. Bye.